and welcome to Book Squad Goals. Today, we are just four little women here to talk about Greta Gerwig's uh, latest film, Little Women. Uh, to start us off, I have a quiz I thought we could Ooh. do. Yeah. Loves doing a quiz. It's been a while since we've done a quiz. Oh boy. Is, what little women? What little women? What little women character are you? Little woman. <laughs> Which little woman? Um, this is the one that the actors took. So okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, very legit. But I have to find it. <laughs> yes, they Definitely. they took a quiz to find out. Let me find out. I have to just look it up again. Oh, I see Emma Watson didn't take this quiz. I guess she's too good to take this quiz. Well, someone asked her uh, during an interview which one she related to the most, and she said, Joe. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Okay, so we have... A BuzzFeed quiz that the cast of Little Women took to see which little women they most related to in real life. And we are going to take it now. Do we want to decide on an order for us to answer in? Um, yeah. Let's do Emily, Kelly, Susan, me. Okay. okay. Ooh, I got to set the bar. Okay. Um, First. Go ahead. Q. Yes. What is it? First. How would your BFFs describe you? Imaginative, tough, loyal, practical, energetic, passionate. I don't know. How would you guys describe me? Um, wow. Like all of these, honestly. (laughs) Wow, thank you. You're welcome. I guess maybe, um, oh man, tough. I was going to say tough also. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. For Emily, not for myself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, out of all of these, I think you are, you're a tough little cookie. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't describe myself that way, but that's why I asked you guys and not me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you guys? What would you kill? For me. What do you guys think? Mm. Practical. Yeah. yeah. Practical. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Well, I'm not going to answer mine either so susan <laughs> i think I'm, susan i'm sorry go no you no you go what are you gonna say i think loyal yeah me too that's what i was gonna say really yeah mm-hmm. wait are you are you I not backstabbing you bitches the whole time are you not loyal <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> i was gonna say passionate no i, I mm. that was what i was gonna say but yeah i, can say I, would, I would do passionate too we can stick with loyal was your first answer. We'll stick with it. Well, that was yeah, that was yeah. the overwhelming answer. Yeah, we'll so. go with that. Um, what about me? Imaginative. Yeah, I mean, because you do yeah. lead a bunch of D and D games that takes a lot of imagination. Yeah, I was exactly. That's what I was going to say too. That's true. Hey, look, we did it. So good. Cool. We did one question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Question two. Choose a classic novel. 
Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte to kill. I mean, obviously, I'm going to pick that one. Don't even read the other one. Since Wuthering Heights is the Alice in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll, Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte, Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen, or Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck. The correct answer is Wuthering Heights. (laughs) I'm going to pick that. It's my favorite book of all time. So. I'm going to go Pride and Prejudice. Sorry, Emily. I'm also going to go Pride and Prejudice. Yes. <sighs> I forgot to actually click one in the first question. It would probably help if I answered Y'all are a bunch of basic-ass bitches. That's fine. This is so hard because I truly love Wuthering Heights, Jane Eyre, and Pride and Prejudice, but I love Pride and Prejudice the most. Wow. Okay. As long as you don't pick Jane Eyre, which is... Actually, I would rather someone pick Jane Eyre over Of Mice and Men... Which is the worst book? I hate of. I like Simone. Jane Eyre. I like I like Jane Eyre. I like all of the these next. books. Really, well, I've never read of Mice and Men, but the other ones I like. I haven't read it either, and I'm not dying to. You know, I've made it this far. Okay. So. Yeah, uh, I already know what my answer is. To this pick one. Go a ahead. song to sing at karaoke, baby. One more time. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> Isn't it hit me, baby? One more no, time. No, it's dot dot dot, baby. One more time. Oh, party in the USA. We are the champions. I want to dance with somebody. Ironic. Or come on, Eileen. Okay, this is Emily. My answer is party in the USA. What a box. All right. Mine is I want to dance with somebody. Mm. This is tough because I actually have karaoke party in the USA, but it was a group thing and it wouldn't have been my first choice. So I'm actually going Mm -hmm. to go with a song that doesn't require you to be a good singer, which is come on, Eileen, because it's mostly (laughs) nonsense. Mm. Also, I'm going to say I want to dance with somebody. I, I, anytime that song yeah. is playing, I sing along to it as though I am at karaoke. So Yes. That's the same yeah. here, but I feel like Party in the U.S. Okay, I want to dance with somebody for me is like, that. Ev- that's everybody's song. We share that. Party yes. in the U.S.A. is my that's song. Fair. I would never choose that. <laughs> <laughs> this next question is... Not great for a audio medium. Yeah. It's choose a picture of Timothy Chalamet. We can just describe the picture. How about none the of picture. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's a picture of him just like at an awards thing, a picture of him waving with sunglasses, a picture of him where he looks like a, approximately two years old. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like very young. I mean, I know what he, he looks two in all of these. I know. These. She's and picking the one smiling. with the iced coffee. <laughs> There's one yes, of him absolutely picking on ice coffee. One of him looking very serious and wearing like a harness thing. I think that was at the Met Gala. And then one of him uh, squatting down wearing galaxy pants, throwing up deuces. <laughs> Space oh, pants. Okay. Obviously, I'm picking the one with the iced coffee, not because of Timothy Chalamet, but because I want the coffee. So <laughs> that's the one I'm picking. I'm going to pick this one of him in his little, uh, like, dark green suit jacket the first one mm-hmm. okay I, d- I don't think I like him. Susan you have to pick one bitch have you watched call me by your name <laughs> no. then you can't speak no then you I can't speak but I, here's the thing I didn't know who you haven't was seen call me by your this, name and I was fine and I don't feel like my life is any better for yeah. having known him now. But you haven't seen and him. Maybe that's harsh, but I didn't like him very much. And I'll I get just into don't. that later. But I'm also going to pick the green jacket because mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, outfit she's just got to pick one for now. But his hair looks like fucking garbage. For the record, I'm a- it does. I <laughs> pick the harness. Surprise pick for me. <laughs> Somebody I needed to pick the harness. I thought about it. Yeah. 
I'm surprised nobody picked the uh, galaxy pants. A Meryl Street movie. Mama Mia, okay. The Devil Wears Prada, Sophie's Choice, Julie and Julia, Kramer versus Kramer, or It's Complicated. All right, I'm going with my heart and I'm picking Mama Mia. I'm going with my heart and picking The Devil Wears Prada. Mama Mia. Yay, yay. I'm going to pick Julie and Julia because I think she really was a good Julia child. Like I the love Julia that movie. child parts yeah. were good. That's a great movie. Yeah. I Very liked it. sweet. A and sweet finally, film. pick something important. From Little Women. Joe's novel, The Pickwick Club, Christmas Day, Amy's Paintings, Meg's Wedding, or Beth's Piano. Hmm. I'm going to go with The Pickwick Club because I love a club. Um, I'll go with Joe's novel because that seems like the most important thing. I'm mm-hmm. going with The Pickwick Club because wow. this is that's important because they're all together. It's their thing. It is. It is. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say exactly. Christmas Day. Right, right. Uh, so this quiz is yeah. bullshit. I'm first of all, please. <laughs> okay, should we wait? Should we go in? In so I got mm-hmm. Amy. Did anyone else get Amy? No, no. Okay, l- let me read what, what mine if says. We all then. got different ones. Your personality, That'd be awesome. That's what that would be so be, cool. But don't say, don't say yet. It would be. Your personality matches Amy. You're spontaneous, tough, and passionate. Like Amy, you're someone who loves to be the center of attention. Your confidence and playful sense of humor are two qualities that others are often drawn to. You are incredibly driven. That is true. And once you set your sights on a goal, you will stop at nothing to finish it. That's not actually that inaccurate. Yeah. Um, I got Beth. (laughs) I also got Beth. Uh, So, Mary, do you want to read it or should I read it? You can read it. Okay. Um, your personality matches Beth. You're practical, compassionate, and responsible. Like Beth, you are a protector. It takes you a little while to open up to new people. Once you do, they become a, your friend for life. While you have a close circle of friends, you're often the happiest when you spend some quiet time by yourself. All of that is true, but it's also reading a lot into a character who has absolutely no personality traits. Right? Yeah, so, but in the book, I disagree. The- I like this. <laughs> she does. Yeah. <laughs> I, justice for Beth. So this means Susan yeah. got Meg because she yeah. wouldn't be this yeah. bad if she got Joe. <laughs> but I'm kind of glad that Read no one got because <laughs> that would have yeah. been sad. Yeah, I was afraid everyone else got Joe as soon as I saw that I got Meg, and I was like, "Damn it!" But it's okay. I was really hoping we all got different. I people, got Emma though, Watson. So Mary and Kelly, you ruined it, but that's fine. Well, I should have gotten Joe. We're just you some want me to read this. Okay, yes, because yes. I actually don't feel Meg. like this is super accurate for me. Your personality matches Meg. You're loyal, responsible, and genuine. Like Meg, you're a natural-born leader. See, I don't know about that. You're someone who will often put the needs of others above your own. You're a caregiver who is constantly striving to make the people around you feel welcome. Your friends and family are your top priority. This doesn't feel true to you? I think I try to make people feel welcome, but I don't think I'm a caregiver. At all. That's fair. Hmm. Um... It's Unless, a BuzzFeed quiz. Well, what are you going to well, do? Well, I know, but I need it to feel right, you know? But, hey, maybe this is who I am. I am about to get married, like, very soon, so. Like, Meg style. Yeah. <laughs> Meg style. Mary, uh, what did you get when you took the Book Riot quiz? Uh, Joe. Okay. But I don't feel like a Joe. I, I think, think I'm an Amy, here. realistically. 
I I do feel well, like a Beth. That's fair. I'm that sick lady yeah. in the cabin with her <laughs> screaming the, baby. The German woman. Yeah. I'm the Hubbles. <laughs> yeah, why wasn't why wasn't Lori an option? I'm Lori. <laughs> Maybe you're Joe because that would be a Joe thing to say. <laughs> I want to be Lori. Um, yeah. So. The story of Little Women itself doesn't really need an introduction. It was written by Louisa May Alcott and published in two volumes. One came out in nineteen eight or not nineteen eighteen sixty eight, and the second volume to uh, came out in eighteen sixty nine. It was kind of like um, volume one is like up until around Meg's wedding, and then the rest of it is volume two. And it tells the stories of the March sisters, Meg, Joe, Beth, and Amy. And it's just about their growing up and them facing challenges together um, with the help of their mother, Marmy. And they try to be good girls. In the book, they spend a lot of time reading uh, The Pilgrim's Progress to help them be good. but uh, overall they are trying to overcome or work through two of their greatest hardships Uh, the absence of their father as he goes and serves as a chaplain in world war or not world war the civil war i don't know what decade this is like what hundred years this is published in clearly (laughs) the civil war (laughs) and also poverty maybe the greatest hardship uh this story has appeared and reappeared over the years in various different adaptations. There's a 1994 film adaptation directed by Gillian Armstrong, which is beloved by many. That is the version uh, my family used to watch every Christmas, but then uh, for some reason I just never saw it <laughs> until recently. And then there was also a BBC uh, miniseries in 2017. Damn, that's a like really bad 2018 modern adaptation which was i don't know but today we're here to talk about greta gerwig's 2019 adaptation of the novel it just came out on christmas day 2019 greta gerwig's done a lot of things throughout her career but you might know her from her 2017 film lady bird which was also uh featuring saoirse ronan Uh, I really enjoyed that movie. We will be spoiling plot points from the story Little Women. It has been out since 1868. (laughs) So, spoiler alert, but also it's over 100 years old. Well, we'll also be spoiling what, like, ways in which the new movie uh, alters things. And we'll spoil the 1994 Winona Ryder classic. (laughs) Um, I guess that's where I want to start is I think Greta Gerwig was doing something different from the other adaptations I've seen or read about because, uh, her version of Little Women is non-linear in a way that sort of like highlights Joe's writing process because a lot of the most familiar scenes in the movie are actually flashbacks that Joe is reflecting on as she is writing her novel. So there's sort of like a present in the story 
um, as Joe is writing, and then flashbacks as she's remembering scenes when they are younger. So, do you guys think this was an effective way to tell the story? Did it sort of breathe new life into an old tale, or was it confusing, as my stepmom said? (laughs) No, it wasn't confusing. I thought it was really effective. Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess it's hard for me to know if it would have been confusing if I didn't know uh, what was happening, because I already knew. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, it it really, like, gave it a lot of energy that I think um, a more straightforward adaptation might lack, because the book is very, you know, it moves slowly, and it's about the little domestic life things, and... Um, I think that also changing the narrative to, like, surround or to be to revolve around not only Joe's writing but about around Beth's death, mm-hmm. um, really kind of like emphasize the most important like plot like notes of the story, like the things mm-hmm. that she really wanted to hit on and see as like these through lines between the present and the past. So you have like the scenes juxtaposing, like, Beth's original sickness yes. and her eventual death. You have the scenes... You also have, you know, the the relationship with Laurie and Amy versus the relationship with Laurie and Joe and how those mm-hmm. things um, kind of, like, uh, compete with each other between these two timelines. And I felt like it really did a good job of, like, showing, like, how these people have changed in this amount of time seven years or however long i i think like reading through little women because i was uh, trying to reread the book before i saw the movie and i didn't quite get there but i got a good ways in it is a really cyclical novel things that happen in the first half kind of come back in a way in the second half whether it's sort of like a reflection or a repetition of that and beth's sickness her illness is a really good example of that and i think it's one thing to just say here we go again beth's sick again but to like show her initial sickness with her um sickness that eventually um kills her it's like it is really powerful to kind of like bring that cyclical narrative together in a different way I don't know. I think it kept me, as someone who's read the book several times, it kept me interested. Yeah. You know, because, like, with the with the story being chronological, I can be like, well, here comes this part. I can just zone out for a minute because I don't like this part. <laughs> <laughs> um, but by sort of telling it in a different way and playing with linearity, I think it kept it interesting. I also want to say that it definitely um, changed my reaction to Beth's death because I think, you know, even we rewatched the 1994 one a couple of days ago in preparation for the podcast because it had been a while since I'd seen the 1994 one. With Claire Danes? In it. So this is not, yeah. So this, this isn't Beth. due to her performance or anything. But I think there's something about seeing her her no. getting sick the first time and seeing her getting sick the second time and sort of seeing that, like, hope um, the first time and that complete despair the second time that made it mm-hmm. really 
heartbreaking. And, you know, obviously for me, I related it to my own experiences with my brother because he did get sick several times. Um, and the first time we were really hopeful and so happy when he got better and like it was, that was very like hard for me to watch. Um, and I didn't have that same reaction watching the 1994 one again. It's still sad when Claire Danes as Beth dies because Claire Danes, as we all know, is a grade A crier. Really good at crying. Um, a great actress. Yes, but I think that's really such an ugly crier, and I love yeah, it. I really I appreciate that. I'm a hideous. But crier. there, yeah, there was something about the way that it was told that it felt so much more emotional for me. The Beth's death specifically was like very emotional for me. Just that's like that scene when she comes out into the kitchen, like the first time and is yeah. afraid that Beth has died but oh no she's okay she's at the table and then right. like right after that we see her come out just to see Marmy like sitting alone at the table yeah. with like that expression that is like yeah. yes she died mm-hmm. and like seeing those two moments next to each other is like yeah really powerful I something that was interesting to me that I kept thinking about as I was watching was the lighting differences in the flashbacks mm-hmm. and present day. So like it wasn't a lighting difference. Like we didn't go into some weird ethereal lens right. or anything when there was a flashback, but you could really tell that it was a flashback because the lighting was a bit brighter, the home seemed warmer. Yeah. It seemed just like a more optimistic childhoodish. I don't want to say childish, but like childhood. Yeah. It was like golden, reminiscent was, time. Like yeah, looked yeah more hopeful and bright. And the like the present timeline was very blue and gray looking. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say though. So I was the theater I was at has these like between each row of seats. There's like a little wall, so you can't see the seats in front of you. But sometimes it covers the bottom of the screen. So. Oh no. <laughs> I knew just from knowing the story when that first one happened and I looked up to make sure I could see and I saw where it said seven years earlier. So I saw it. Justin did not look for that. And he he hasn't Uh. read it. He never saw the other one. So like five minutes into the first flashback, he was like, um, did the time change? (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) it was on the screen. When did they tell us that? (laughs) <laughs> I was like it was at the bottom he's like this stupid wall I can't see it he goes okay if that happens again and it's not obvious like say something Tell so then me. every single time it jumped from there on out I was like hey it changed and he's like I got it now thanks and we're like hey, it changed again <laughs> once you I feel like once you realize it's happening like and and you get like the difference in the tone oh, yeah. and like the colors and also the hairstyles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. what do Amy, does Amy have bangs? You're in yeah. the past. <laughs> <laughs> bangs are a marker of time that's gone true. by, usually. Yeah. True. Um, but yeah, that's what I mean. He obviously knew after the first time, and I, I just was like, okay, you want me to right. tell you? I, I will tell you every time. Hey, it's changed. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I see. Uh huh. Got it. I see the thing. (laughs) I, like, 
I don't know. I think it's hard for me because I love this story so much. And every time I hear the story of Little Women, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> like, it There's truly is women. a cornerstone of children's literature. <laughs> and I love it. And so, like, seeing Greta Gerwig shift things around and change, play with the narrative was really exciting to me. And probably my favorite thing about the film in general, because it does take... A story that's very familiar to me and sort of rearrange it in a way to like fit her particular vision for the film and highlight things she wanted to highlight. So I really, I really appreciate it and I thought it was cool and I honestly can't say enough good things about it. Um, Thinking about things she wanted to highlight or draw attention to in the movie... Amy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we have to talk about Amy a little bit because there has been some discussion in the public sphere. There's an article from the uh, Atlantic that came out that we can link to in the show notes. Um, a lot of folks have said this is really like rehab for Amy. It really was. Amy uh, kind of gets portrayed in a different light in this movie. I would argue Amy always had these qualities in yeah, the book. Yeah, I would agree. Um, it just needed to be brought out in an adaptation. And perhaps the miniseries that has considerably more time to explore the themes of the story does this. I haven't seen the miniseries. I would like to. Um, but Amy is more than just a brat in Greta Gerwig's adaptation. And she actually gets like a pretty compelling second uh, half of her story. I'm going to just read a speech she gives to Laurie as adults when they're sort of, uh, she's defending her decision to, uh, get engaged to a rich guy to Laurie. Who's like, Oh, how could you? Um, Amy tells him, as a woman, there's no way for me to make my own money. Not enough to earn a living or to support my family. And if I had my own money, which I don't, that money would belong to my husband the moment we got married. And if we had children, they would be his, not mine. They would be his property. So don't sit there and tell me that marriage isn't an economic proposition, because it is. It may not be for you, but it most certainly is for me. I want to say to you, like, we're giving uh, Greta Gerwig a lot of credit, which she deserves, but Florence Pugh also, I think, is very much responsible for how I felt towards Amy in this, because, like, also her, I mean, her delivery of that speech was right, you know? Like, there was the right Mm -hmm. amount of, like, I'm trying to be tough and... Uh, practical, but I also do feel some sort of emotion about this as well, and, like, I'm angry about it. Um, I don't know, like, there was a lot of subtlety in her performance, and also a lot of, like, comedy as well, which I really appreciated. Um, I I just thought that she was by far the the best out of anybody, and that's saying a lot, because there are a lot of, like, really amazing actors in this movie, so, like Emma Watson. Well, no, she not had like, like Emma Watson. <laughs> Was yes. not talking about her. Yeah. Um, 
I would say that Florence Pugh had, like, the most work to do because Amy yeah. is, like, a pretty complex character. Like, Joe is a character who, like, you're gonna love her. Yeah. Because she's kind of, mm-hmm. like, the story's hero if there is one. But Amy is, like, she's, like, Joe's, like, in some ways they're, like, enemies throughout a lot of the story. And I think that this movie also did a really good job, and so did Florence Pugh, of, like, like that relationship between Joe and Amy and how, like, antagonistic it is. Mm-hmm. And again, with, like, the the um, timelines, like, there were a lot of moments and, like, things that were returned to, like, between the two of them. Um, and it all kind of, like, comes full circle at the end when, you know – she when Amy comes home with Lori and they're engaged and uh no, they Amy they is, married. Yeah. Oh sorry, sorry, Mary. <laughs> uh yeah. They could not um, wait. I know. And and Amy's like just like the look on her face, the way that Florence Pugh plays that entire moment where she's like waiting. It's like the same look as when she burned the manuscript. <laughs> yeah. Where she's like, Am I about to but get like, in trouble? Yeah, we did it. So <laughs> but but this time like in this look she's like because like the manuscript one she's almost like like waiting to waiting for joe to realize that it was her because she like feels like good about what she did where this time it's like she's clearly like she feels terrified of what the consequences are going to be and then like the like gratitude in that moment that she feels and the relief when joe is like nice to her (laughs) and like, that is such a, like, beautiful – and then they, like, talk about Beth and they have yeah. this, like, really nice moment of sisterhood that is, like, so great. And Again, it's all cyclical. Yeah. Well – Yeah. So, Amy, on the note of, like, Florence Pugh having the most work to do, like, Amy – Amy changes the most, like – Yeah. Because yeah. she's a literal – child yeah she's like yeah Yeah. she's a child to an adult and like you know meg is already like marriage age in the beginning and she stays her arc is not as obvious i guess um i mean joe changes but not in the same way that like growing up from 13 to 20 changes you (laughs) so yeah it's a lot and notably it's florence Pugh the whole time and not half yeah Kirsten Dunst, half Samantha Mathis. (laughs) I have to say, I felt like, I know, Susan, you had a problem with that. With what? But I actually, with uh, uh, Florence Hugh playing young. I mean, I'm glad that um, it was. Because she surely There wasn't a change. I just don't think that she read as young as Amy is meant to be. So anyway, what I... What I was trying to say is, like, I actually feel like that works better because um, I think the issue with Samantha Mathis is that Kirsten Dunst was, like, great. (laughs) And then, like, you get Samantha Mathis for the second half and it's like, well, this isn't my Amy. Oh, yeah. And I felt like I was having to learn a new character suddenly who was, like, not at all, like, the character... And, like, that's true of this one as well. Like, the Amy, the adult Amy is very different from child Amy, but at least it's, like, yeah, the same Yeah, it does person. seem like she's completely different <laughs> so, in the first one. And you also don't get a lot of memorable Samantha Mathis in that. Like, the emphasis is very much on child Amy, and then, like, she's in Paris, and then she's married to Lori, and it's, like... 
there's really not any believable like emotion between her and Christian Bale <laughs> in that. Um, whereas this no. was like, you got to see the development of what was actually happening with Amy in Paris between her and Aunt March and between her and Lori and Fred and herself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was, I had one more thing to say too. re like the difference between like, it's one thing to cast, like, a teenager version of, like, you know, a 40-year-old woman or something. But, like, a person doesn't look that different between the ages of 13 and 20. Like, you grow into a woman, but you still, like, have the same face. <laughs> so it's, like, seeing, like, Kirsten Dunst and then this other girl. Because I, I just wa- watch – they look nothing, no. <laughs> nothing alike. They're just blonde. Like, they have literally nothing in common. And I was, like, are you serious? Like – I just watched it yesterday. <laughs> I um, truly though, Kirsten Dunst is so good. She is. She's child good. Amy. So she is good. such a good actress, even when she was very young. And she was like fresh off interview with the vampire. Oh, yeah. In which she is which also is great. Peak Kirsten Dunst. Should have just by let her play adult Amy anyway. So like good. she had already made yeah. out of Brad Pitt, like she's done some stuff. Like let her be twenty. Just yes. <laughs> she's she's so good. Yeah. And all of the all of the truly memorable Amy scenes, like the pickled limes and the burning of the manuscript, and even her like being bratty about her nose or wanting to dress up and go to the theater, like all of that is when she's a child. And when she's an adult, she is mm-hmm. uh, more mature in a way. But I think the 1994 adaptation wasn't as concerned with what happens. When Amy is an adult, like, that all did seem very fast. And so, and I understand that, because volume one is the better volume. <laughs> like, it is more interesting <laughs> to me to see them True. when they're growing up than to see them when they're all getting married. Um, but I appreciated there being some of that time. Because, I mean, like you said, like, I was kind of like, okay, Christian Bale... I don't see any chemistry here. But there was no time for that to sort of, like, develop on screen, I guess. And so, like, I appreciate having a little bit of time. And Amy wasn't just like, yes, whatever you want, Laurie. (laughs) You know, like, she did challenge him a little and say, like, you need to shape up before. Well, and she says, I despise you. (laughs) She, like, gives him this whole speech where she's like, you fucking suck. (laughs) Like, you're a lazy piece of shit. And I hate you. It's like every opportunity you've had to be good. Yeah. You've been like bad and lazy. Exactly. And that is like directly from the book. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) well, I think that the the new movie is more of an ensemble movie just in general. Like, uh, we learn a lot about Amy. We learn a lot about Meg and her relationship with her husband and sort of like her disappointment at being poor, even though she knew that's what she was getting into. Uh, I mean, we really don't learn that much about Beth, but Beth dies. So. No, we get stuff but about Beth. We get a little bit about Beth. But no kittens. No kittens. There was one the cat at the beginning of the movie. 100% more kittens. Did you see so the cat? more kittens. But just in general, I feel like the 1994 version is just more concerned with, I won't even say with Joe, I'll just say with Winona Ryder. <laughs> It was the coldest winter me and my sisters had ever seen. Ooh, that narration, though. All right, but yeah. We were talking about, uh, when we watched the 1994 version the other day, Emily and I were talking about how there's just some actors 
that just are who they are. Yeah. Tom Hanks. I disagree about Tom Hanks. Winona. Winona forever. Winona is just Winona, you know? In every movie. There's somebody yeah. else. I mean, I could name a bunch of dudes. Seth Rogen. I mean, Winona, oh, I would yeah. say. I like Winona. I mean, I love her. And I think. I don't dislike her. She just is. She's her. I think one movie I never in which she's not Winona. typical Winona is Edward Scissorhands. I would point to her performance in that film. Yeah. Mostly because. That's what I was just thinking of when I said, hmm, I like Winona. Yeah, they do like. They did. <laughs> And Beetlejuice. They give her light hair, which, like, like, really helps to make her seem different, to be fair. Because, like, she has such a distinct, like, such distinctive features with the dark hair. And it's like, that's Winona. But, uh, I don't know. I don't think she's a bad actress, but. Uh, no. I mean. I don't either. And I'm going to, I should note, as you guys pointed out the other day when I first started talking about the 1994 version, that I have not seen it in a very long time. <laughs> so. A lot of the things I say in its defense might be nostalgia-based defenses. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's okay. okay. Nostalgia, <laughs> there is something to say for nostalgia, you know? Like, I definitely have yeah. nostalgic attachments to the 94 movie as well. At, having seen it for the... F- One of mine is The Professor, honestly. Like, I thought it made so much sense that Joe ended up with, like, an older dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like a clearly older dude. They truly tried to make The Professor young and hot. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not. Which I didn't hate. He was way hotter than baby Lori, who looked like a literal yeah. baby the Dang. entire time. Kelly, this might be what you were about to say. The professor really calls into question uh, some other things I think Greta Gerwig was trying to do in the movie. Yeah. Is this what you were going to say? No, I was just going to say that the professor is only supposed to be in his 30s. Like, he's not actually supposed to be that old. <laughs> and now that I'm in my 30s, <laughs> like, it seems a lot less old. He's just a lot older yeah, than Joe because she's like 22 or whatever. Yeah. But whoever, what the, what is that actor's name in the first one? I don't know. Oh, man. Gabriel, Gabriel Byrne. Gabriel something. Gabriel Byrne. Gabriel Byrne. Gabriel Byrne does not look 30. No. <laughs> he looks like he's like 45. But I always thought, so I saw that movie a thousand times before I ever read it. Yeah. And so like in my head, I was just like, he old. Joe ends up with a way older guy. Okay. <laughs> 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 I know that he... <laughs> isn't supposed to be 40 but he did look 40 because like oh. the actor okay so the actor who plays the professor in the new little women is 36 years old so he but actually he younger he that. a good 36 though. he is but it's so are most people timothy whatever people in their late 30s do not look old <laughs> <laughs> like I would just like to say I'm 36. So before you guys start going like, well, yeah. he looks really good for 36. I just want to say like, excuse you, I'm right here. You also look really good. <laughs> Three quarters of us are in our 30s. We're definitely not saying anything. I would say I would say that if someone looked old at 36, I'd be like, they look old for 36. Yeah, that's what I'm me, saying. Like 36 is. I'm like saying like young. I'm saying that guy doesn't even look 36. I think men in their late 30s to early 40s are the hottest types of men. So, I'm for it. I don't think he's aged into my category yet. <laughs> he's too young. He looks 27. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> As does Frances Pugh when she's 
playing baby Amy. <laughs> Everyone's 27 in this movie. Everyone's yes. 27 except for Gabriel Byrne, who in my memory looks 45. He does. And he probably, probably who looks 31. Too. We've decided. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, really hard for me to read yeah. names. So it's good that like on Bumble and stuff, it just directly tells you right away. Yes, it just such and such, comma. Susan would be with like a fifty-four-year-old man right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be like, I thought he was twenty-eight, and he looks like it. And he's like, I'm Gabriel Byrne. I've literally been acting in movies since I was it since nineteen ninety-four. I just want to say when when the movie started and Gabriel Byrne came up in the credits, Mary was like, "Is he playing Papa?" Oh my god. No, this is 20 was something like, years nope. ago. So. It's a professor. <laughs> this is back when he was a young chap of 45. <laughs> anyway, this. Papa. My point is that this is the more realistic version of the professor. And people are like, he's like young and hot now. No, he was always young. <laughs> he was always and hot. Gabriel Byrne was pretty hot. I think he was always hot, too. I, what I was going to say is the ending, like Joe's ending of meeting the professor and falling in love and sort of having this whirlwind romance and then uh, getting married and opening the school, that is the ending of the book. But I think the way this movie is structured is sort of weaving Louisa May Alcott's story with Joe's story. And so we see Joe in the publishing office being told, well, if you want this book to do well, she's going to have to get married or die or die. (laughs) And then she, Joe says, okay, I can do that. And then we see the romance. And so I was like, well, is this happening? Or is this like, is this latter part Joe's fabrication of like the end of her own story. Yeah, because her answer to that from the from the publisher was she doesn't marry either of mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Well, she has to marry someone." And she was like, "Okay." And then it like flashes back to the scene of them like kissing in the rain, which right. I thought was so like clever and such a like good way to explain. Because like ultimately, well, like when you read Little Women, especially if you read it now, it's like. This woman is a lesbian. Yeah. Joe is a lesbian. Okay? There's no possible way that she wants to ma- to marry a man. Like, she spends the whole book talking about how she doesn't want to be with a dude. Mm-hmm. Some people are just lesbians, Karen. <laughs> it's true. Um, so, I think, like, this was a clever way to, like, keep the original story, but mm-hmm. also kind of, like give a little nod to the fact that, like, we all know reading that, that, like, this is weird. Like, it's weird (laughs) that Joe has a, like, a romance at the end. Like, I don't know. I I really liked it because then you can have it both ways. People can have whichever ending they want. (laughs) Or you can imagine that she is a lesbian. Exactly. That is the life she went off and lived. Exactly. It's, I mean... Good for her. Would watch that movie. This is Louisa May Alcott's life. You know, like, she Mm -hmm. was going to write the story of her and her siblings and her family. She had to find some sort of satisfying ending for Joe. She just says Joe gets married. But she herself never did get married. And 
did open a school. Like, like it's pretty clear if you look at the historical facts. Like, Louisa May Alcott is Joe. Like, yeah. from her placement in the family right on down to her opening a school. I feel mm-hmm. like I don't know enough about actual Louisa May Alcott now. It's Joe. She's Joe. Except she didn't marry a professor. She is never she got married and just, uh, you know, did her thing. And she's buried in Sleepy Hollow. Fun fact. Um, I found this uh, article on Mental Floss that's like, 10 facts you might not know about little women. Um, and <laughs> one of the Lil. facts is... Little women. Little women. Little women. Um, Alcott, who never married herself, wanted Joe to remain unmarried, too. But while she was working on the second half of Little Women, fans were clamoring for Joe to marry the boy next door, Lori. Yeah. Quote, girls write to ask who the Little Women marry as if that was the only aim and end of a woman's life, Alcott wrote in her journal. I won't marry Joe to Lori to please anyone. As a compromise, or despite her fans, Alcott married Joe to the decidedly unromantic Professor Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Decidedly unromantic. I mean, I... So Here's the thing. I don't hate the professor. I don't hate that no. ending for Joe. I no. honestly, I consider myself in a lot of ways like that, like just very practical about romance. <laughs> and I and I like their relationship, but I do think it's interesting to call that relationship into question um based on how the movie is structured. You know, like, I thought that was a clever mm-hmm. acknowledgement of Alcott's life herself, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is ambiguous. Like, you can just say, like, oh, yay, they got married in the end. That's nice. Or mm-hmm. you can be like, this is completely Joe's fabrication in order to satisfy a publisher. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I thought it was like funny and smart and just like added another little interesting different thing to Mm -hmm. spice things up because i think that like at the end of the day like this adaptation really has a point of view and it has like something that it wants to say with this story and it's not just like an adaptation for the sake of having an adaptation you know which like not to hurt your feelings, Susan. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, like, I wasn't involved in the making of that film. So. I'm just saying, I know that you love it, but as a person who saw it for the first time yesterday, that is not a good film. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I watched it a lot yeah. at one time and have since not watched it in yeah. a very long time. The, but the thing that that about it that cuz it's not that it's bad, it's not that like the performances are terrible or like anything like that or it's just that it's kind of just like here's the story, we put it on film. Like yeah. it doesn't like add anything to it and it's like anytime you had an, have an adaptation of a novel, you want to like you want there to be a reason mm-hmm. for it to exist, you know? Yeah. It truly. I does think go I back feel differently if I saw it for the first time yesterday. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, being not not a film critic as a child, <laughs> I just really all I liked was the story. Like that's all I yeah. needed, um, and that's really all I remember. Besides, like I loved Kirsten Dunst mm-hmm. and Claire Danes and Winona Ryder when I was fair. a kid. 
Yeah. And Susan Sarandon, actually, because I used to also watch that movie Stepmom a lot. <laughs> yeah. As a kid. So I, I did like, like Susan Sarandon. Great mom yeah. figure all around. We haven't talked about yeah, Laura Dern yet. I thought she was great. Can yeah. we just. I mean, at any time about, Laura Dern gets yeah. to be in a movie, I'm excited. Just talk about how great Laura Dern is for a second. Can we just I, talk my, about how I want her? Like, I love my mom, but if I could have another mom, I would want it to be Laura Dern. My last question, aside from if there's anything else we want to talk about, feel free to bring it up, was uh, what did you think about the casting for Greta Gerwig's adaptation? I always think about Little Women as, like, the first sex in the city. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, are you a Joe or are you a Beth? Amy is Samantha. If we were just going to one-for-one cast those things together. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, did um, the casting uh, live up to your expectations? Did you think the casting was good? Because I feel like Little Women really is the type of story that, like, casting can make or break it. Yeah. Well, we have to talk about Emma Watson. I didn't think she was as bad as y'all think she was. I don't think she was that bad. But she di- she was decidedly less good than these other, like, amazing actresses. Like, I would say, for me, she's the way that... Sorry, did I cut you off? No. I did. No. Okay. Um, She's the way that Mary just described Winona Ryder. Like, she's Emma yeah. Watson. Yeah. All I the agree. time. And she... I don't know. I feel like she always stays Emma Watson to me. Yeah. And she yeah. did here, too. I actually really liked 1994 Meg, even though she was, like, barely noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's she kind was of Meg's Meg. whole deal, though. That's, like, that's Meg, though. Like... That's just Meg. She just wants to get married and have kids. <laughs> I do I do think that Emma Watson, the scenes that Emma Watson was the best in was the one where she goes off to that party and has to, like, dress up fancy uh, yeah. and, like, all that stuff. Because I think, like, one thing that Emma Watson is, is good at doing is seeming like she is uncomfortable <laughs> in situations. <laughs> Do you think she's just actually uncomfortable? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, and I think Emily and I have talked about this before that she's like kind of a self-conscious actress. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but and so when she's in situations where she is supposed to seem self-conscious, it works better. Uh, yeah. So I think that 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 whole part is is pretty good and kind of like gives you an insight into Meg as a person who like wants to be fancy and rich but, like, really just doesn't fit in and, like, mm-hmm. can't fit in. Um, and, like, doesn't know. And, and is also, like, a little ashamed of herself for wanting that, you know? Which is, like, the most relatable thing about Meg to me is is the fact that she's, like, conflicted about wanting to have nice things. Because don't mm-hmm. we all? But, like, also knowing that, like, I'm not supposed to care so much about this. And yet I do. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And that's why Meg and Amy are buds. Because they want nice things. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, like, uh, at least in the book, like, Meg tries to provide some small nice things for Amy, like, with the limes, Mm -hmm. because Meg also knows what it's like to want nice things and not be able to afford them. Like, Meg and Amy are somewhat more concerned with material stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's true. Um, I was shocked that Bob Odenkirk popped up. 
I heard that that was going to happen. So when I, I saw him, I was I had surprised. no idea that was coming. I had no clue. And then, like, and Todd pointed out, he was like, you know, you never see Papa in the present <laughs> until his big reveal in the past. <laughs> they really kept Bob Odenkirk close to the vest. Yeah. They were like, this is the Trump card. <laughs> yeah. It was wild. <laughs> And a fascinating choice. It was. I mean, it worked. He was fine. He He's was fine. like, I mean, uh, uh, Papa's I whole Bob deal Lauren, is Lauren he Tom. like ran away. And I mean, this is yes. Lisa Alcott's actual parents also like moved their family so they could join the transcendentalist. Right. <laughs> in New what England. What a mistake. <laughs> so like, Papa's kind of a Rolling Stone. a wild guy, you know. He's an intellectual. <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, I really, this is maybe not even a casting thing, but I really liked Mr. Lawrence a lot. Like, I liked oh, his, yeah. just his presence in the story and, like, how, like, his connection with Beth. I thought that was, like, very Yes, amazing. it was yeah. really We really sweet. got to see, like, he had some good scenes, like, when Beth is playing the piano and he is, because Beth is notably very shy and she doesn't mm-hmm. want to encounter Mr. Lawrence when she goes next door to play the piano. So she's playing it and he'll, like, stand around the corner and listen. Mm-hmm. And it shows him crying, yeah. like as he's yeah. listening because he's thinking about his daughter who died. It's cry. just it's very good. And when she when hugs he, him, when he sees Joe outside of the Aww. house and says he can't go in the house because it wouldn't feel right without Beth in it, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "This man." I was. And just, they think he's so mean and crotchety in the beginning, but he's so sweet. Yeah, I was full. He's just weakness. lonely. I was leaking out of my face for the entire movie. <laughs> like, I cried three separate times. About yeah. Beth, way after she was dead, <laughs> like just other things would remind me of Beth, or someone would bring her up. Yeah. Like just when when Amy said, "I miss her so much." I know. I was like I you cried. Like, that. Too. I yeah. cried. I cried the Justin hardest. Was like, are you okay? <laughs> I cried I the like, hardest during understand. Joe's speech because <laughs> it's just like oh, so good, like that new little speech she has mm-hmm. joe's monologue get, i want it tattooed on my body i want the whole thing like a sheet on my back like a yeah um so while we're talking about casting i feel like susan should have her time to talk about how much she hates timothy chalamet so that i can yes. have a rebuttal look i didn't love I, it i have no feelings about timothy chalamet except a, that i don't i'm a chalamet I just, yeah me too i i think laurie is an interesting character I don't think Lori was that interesting in this. And I don't know that that, I don't think that's like all his fault. I don't think that Lori was supposed to be the focus. (laughs) So that's fine. Um, He just, he reads like way too young to me to be like a believable love interest for Joe. And I didn't think that, like, I don't know. I, I wanted them to actually have some kind of like, real chemistry where I could think that she was actually upset about having turned him down or that he really, really was in love with her and not just the idea of being part of their family. Is but it like his flat butt? Also, no. <laughs> hey, I'm not body shaming him here. Yeah. <laughs> That's not why I dislike the casting. The Although I bet you $1,000 Christian Bale has a great ass. He also has um, a Christian Bale has... You know what Christian Bale does have is a lisp. 
uh, which is very <laughs> evident in 1994 Little I'm more Women. concerned with Christian Bale's <laughs> temper because he just seems very well, yeah, also he's a like not being. a good person. Yo, anyway. I don't want to like marry him or anything. And anyway. I don't even necessarily think he's a good person. I'm just saying that's the type of I don't know. That's the type of like more sort of interesting actor I would rather see play Laurie because I think that I don't. I just don't think there was any like real believable tension between Laurie and Joe. I disagree. Okay. I um, Laurie and Amy's story. I was into. Well, and that was better. I think that like the point is supposed to be that like Joe and Laurie aren't right for each other. Right. Well, yeah. But. And she doesn't want to marry him at all. They were they were the people who were buds <laughs> growing up, and everyone was like, "But they're gonna get married one day." And also, I think like reading at least reading it, like Laurie reads as a f- pretty feminine character to me. Um, and I think that like to me watching Christian Bale play him, I was like, "This seems weird because Christian Bale seems like a man." And to me reading it, Laurie Laurie seems like a boy like the whole time. Like, as, even as an adult, because here's the other thing, is that Laurie is a fuckboy. He is a huge <laughs> fuckboy. He sucks. Uh, he, like, basically, like, tells Joe that he loves her and he would rather hang himself than watch her not be with him. And that he, she has ruined his life and that everything is over. And then, like, five seconds later, goes to her sister and is like, well, you know, you're hot now, too. So, um, what's up? Like, <laughs> How old is he, actually, though? 24. Wow, he looks really That's young. what happens and when you get old, Susan. 20-somethings look young. That's what happens. But, I mean, like, the people around him are also in their 20s, and they look like they're in their 20s. Like, he looks like a teenager. Yeah. And... Maybe that's part of it, too, is, like, he just, he reads so young, like, the entire time that I but was he's, even like, Amy, he's, I know you're going to end up with him, but, like, also, you a bad bitch and you can do better. <laughs> well, yeah, but as Amy said, like, look, a rich guy who's interested. All right. <laughs> well, and that's why I love that she gave that speech because it's like and she does say that she's loved him her whole life but i i wonder how much of that actually has to do with just wanting to have things that joe had yeah (laughs) and like have the attention Mm -hmm. that he gave her and really this actually is mostly economic in which case i'm okay with it yeah i just don't think that i don't know he just wasn't as like compelling to me what i susan what i what i plead for you to do and mary since you haven't watched it Please watch Call Me By Your Name. I don't know if I can handle it. Look, it's I not that peach was eaten. I will because it sounds sexy. Eh. It's it's extremely sexy and romantic and like beautiful, gorgeous Italian landscapes. Okay, I will totally watch it, and I might love him in that. I don't think it's going to make me like him as Lori. I'm just trying to prove to you that he's a good actor because he's okay. very. Good I don't think him. he's a bad actor. I think he was a bad choice. <sighs> I think That's you just—I think you <laughs> just have Christian Bale in your mind, but I think Christian Bale was actually the bad choice. 
for that Lori. floppy 90s hair. <laughs> Boy heart throb I'm only hair. comparing him to Christian Bale because he's the only other one I have to compare him to. What we all need to do is watch <laughs> the 2017 miniseries. I want to pick a whole new Lori. Because the BBC miniseries, <laughs> we're not going to know any of them. They are all strangers to us. Yeah. Let's see if that if they have a, a Lori that we can all agree on. Yeah. Okay. I need him to be just a hair older so that in the present timeline, he doesn't look so small. But he is small. He's a baby. He's so baby, He's though. Tiny. I have He's no so feelings about this either way. I just can't way. believe anyone wants to have sex I can't him, believe you know? that like, either. I need it to be like... But people do. People... The, he is a sex symbol. That's This is the confusing thing. For babies? For grown-ass women. <laughs> and men. Yeah. Maybe I did just get old because I'm noticing that so far in this conversation, I've talked about Gabriel Byrne being hot <laughs> and this guy being too young. So right. I think I've just aged out. I've aged out. And and for, uh, the 36-year-old man <laughs> too being too young to play. <laughs> well, at least I'm consistent with this in my real life. There Justin needs to is be older than thirty six. Susan has a bad and age younger dar than fifty instead no. of gay dar. <laughs> He's thirty. He'll be thirty nine in a couple of weeks. So see, I'm like, you found your own. I, I practice what I preach. Were yeah. you planning the wedding? Like he's got to get. I have to found be a hot thirty nine year old. We actually <laughs> And you know, to be fair, he hopefully won't listen to this. Where he thinks I just found him because he's the exact right age. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going like, to tell him at the wedding. historically for me, I like him young. It's true. You like him young? I do. This Oof. is why we would never work. <laughs> Listen. I like him right around my age. <laughs> I like him to have birthdays near mine so they're still in Aquarius, but I want him to be like several years I have no pattern that I have followed, so I can't say anything. I don't either. I'm only talking about this one. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we want to say about little women? Um, I wanted to say one last thing about Amy that I loved when she was talking about her art and she was like when she just kind of decided, like, I'm not doing this anymore, and oh, she was yeah. like, I will be great or nothing. <laughs> I really identified yes. with that also. Me too. So. Me too. Maybe I am Amy. Like, wow. I yeah, think maybe. as any artist, you there comes a point when you're like, and she gives this whole kind of speech about the difference between, like, being, you know, gifted and, and having, like, a talent or whatever. And I think that there... Like, when you're an artist, there comes a time when you're like, okay, like, I'm not going to be a famous artist. Right. That's not in the cards for me. So time to, like, get realistic and figure out the next thing I'm going to do. And uh, it's very relatable mm-hmm. to be good at something but not great at something. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It's a sad note to end on. Well, you know, a happy note is that this is... I gave this movie five stars. I also gave this movie five stars. I loved it. Yeah. I think I would give it five stars. Yay! We all loved oh it. God. We recommend. Maybe maybe I would say four and a half. 
Because you hate Lori. You can you can give it four and a half because uh, okay. Letterbox lets you do that, and we go by Letterbox. Yay! Finally, I get to give something the thing I want to give it. It's <laughs> four and a half. <sighs> we have Justin liked it too. Oh, good. Yay! Ben also this is liked his first it time since we're my mom loved it with it. his sister like the day after Christmas, and he was like, "I just was so moved." <laughs> And I'm like, you were sitting there crying, and your sister was just like, dude. And let this be a public service announcement to any man who decides that he doesn't want to see Little Women because it's about women. Guess how many fucking movies I've watched that were all about men? Do you yeah, have I any idea? I watched uncut gems like, over the break, okay? Yeah. Most like, of them. Most movies. If okay. I can sit through Uncut Gems, <laughs> everyone can sit through Little Women. I think you can go have a. I think you can go and like do yourself a favor and go have a fucking delightful experience and sit in a theater and watch Little Women and you know consume and some cry. content by female creators. None of you watched Friends, right? All of you. Hate I've Friends? seen. I've what? seen it. I've watched I like it. Friends. You know, when Emily Joey... loves Friends. Oh, okay. Right. Sorry. Which one of you hates Friends? You, Me. Kelly? It's I don't me. hate Friends. I watched all of Friends. Oh. I don't love it. It's you. Okay. Someone I knew someone like doesn't like it. Okay. Yeah, it's me. So Joey anyway. reads Little Women. Go on. Yes. <laughs> Joey reads Little Women. He yes. gets very upset. What happens to Beth? Beth? She's sick and I don't know if she's gonna get better. <laughs> <laughs> that's just really sad. Well, and he also like he thinks that it's gonna be a scary book at first because he's trading the shining for it and he's like so just how little are these women <laughs> yeah. <they> like scary <laughs> little <laughs> so as we walked into the theater that's that's what justin said just and how little are these women just how little are these women to which i said scary little of course <laughs> timothy chalamet is very little yes yeah scary well, if i had little. known that i would have said there's an actual baby in this <laughs> Baby men. Um, we attempted to get some feedback. I did not at all. I'm sorry. Some favorites of the year, Mm -hmm. right? I got one. Yeah, Susan and I both got one from people we have easy access to. Yeah, we got to put out a call to action earlier. Yeah, I just uh, have yeah. been really busy, so. Might be. But we have two. Susan, do you want to read Todd's and I can sure. read Jason's? All right. Friend and lover of the pod, Todd. Recent guest. <laughs> his, his thing, recent, very recent guest, poet, Mary's friend and lover. Special friend. <laughs> That's right. Special friend. Um, Mary's special Todd's friend. thing of 2019. I think you should leave. It's a crazy sketch show on Netflix that comes from former SNL writer-performer Tim Robinson. His show with Sam Richardson, Detroiters, was canceled too soon, but this hilarious and truly insane show helped fill that hole in my heart. Has anyone seen this? Nope. Uh, I... I wrote a blog post about I think you should leave. That's where I've heard of this. <laughs> you did. and Insane. I have watched a couple episodes and it is it is insane. It's very funny. Very funny. It's like almost too much poop humor for me. <laughs> oh, I don't think I'll like that then. Um, 
You guys don't think poo is funny? No, it's just like they talk about poop a lot, I feel. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't... Like, there's one I don't remember. that completely revolves around a guy having to poop. Oh, I don't remember that one. The one that, that I liked like was... kind of stressful. Was the hot dog one. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Well, really I, well, I wrote a blog post about this, so if you have questions about it, maybe that will... Please refer to the post. That will yeah. uh, elucidate <laughs> why it's so I'm going to... S- later in the group chat, I'm going to send a clip of the hot dog the hot sketch. <laughs> okay. I would love that. Um, Justin wrote a more elaborate post of his favorite <laughs> things, and actually did three favorite things. Uh, number one, Justin writes, well... First and number one in this list is the new Tool album, Fear Inoculum. Been waiting over 15 years for this album, so it could as easily be listed in my faves of the decade. I did not know they released a new album. And that is wild. <laughs> I was, and they're on Spotify now. Like, they were not they were not until I was very into Tool out. as, like, a high schooler. <laughs> uh, number two... Justin writes, I would like to reference a movie in here, too. I thought It Chapter 2 was really good. I'm a big fan of the old movies and thought that they did an amazing job recreating these as opposed to a massive flop like Pet Cemetery." <laughs> if you want to hear why Pet Cemetery is not good, <laughs> please, please refer to our episode. Our episode. Pet Number three. I'd say something else I really enjoyed was Watchmen on HBO. Again, a movie I really liked, but they made it into a series and did a fantastic job. Also, they picked the best musician in the world to score it, Mr. Trent Reznor. And Atticus Ross. Don't throw him. Don't throw him away. (laughs) Um, I also really loved Watchmen and wrote a blog post on it. (laughs) I didn't tell Justin which things to pick based on things we could plug. But he yeah, did a great job anyway. <laughs> I didn't know that Trent Reznor did the music for Watchmen, and that kind of makes me want to watch he it. He did. It's, I think he might I've heard it's it, really it's good. It's very interesting. I'm just very burnt out on comic stuff. So it's hard for I, me to get pumped I about agree. it. I uh, agree. And lastly, Justin writes, On a personal note, my all-time favorite moment in 2019 was getting engaged to the <laughs> best person ever and my very best friend, Susan Elliott. Soon to be Susan Elliott Reach in 25 We're so happy for you! <laughs> Yay! I didn't tell him to say that either. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and yet. You're like, Justin, make sure you say something about Justin, how much you love me. Yeah, I have one thing to say to you, Justin, and it's this. Thank you so much for proposing to Susan so that we could all get together and take more pictures. Because uh, we need new pictures. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and dance. Also dance. Yeah. yeah. And dance. We really we appreciate it, Justin, because we, we want we want to eat pizza and take pictures and dance. Yes. We're yeah. so excited. And Susan will be missing for one episode. Uh so she can enjoy bliss. that dick. Oh, I mean her wedding bliss. <gasps> <gasps> Family. <laughs> I mean, right? Please. Yeah. Okay. Checking. Uh, what's on the blog? Uh, Who knows? (laughs) Oh, a 
Okay, so I finally finished recapping his dark materials. I know it's a it was a week late, but you know Christmas happened, which is just a really it's terrible Christmas. time to wrap up a show if you want coverage because we're all busy. I didn't get to watch it for like a week. Also, I was moving. Anyway, I finally watched the and last. You were writing the Christmas movies. Yeah, I was writing all the Christmas movie stuff. I had to watch Die Hard for the first time. You know, just a lot was happening. Um, But I finally recapped the last episode of His Dark Materials. And this last recap is my reflection sort of on the whole show and what I'm expecting in the next season as well. So, you know, it's kind of like a really great post and you should read it. So that's all I have to say. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, are we doing Riverdale? We are going to do that. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. When does it come back? Oh, I don't know. It's probably not coming back for a while. <laughs> Are you sure you're doing it? No one sounds <laughs> yeah. like they know anything about it. You know, it. Kelly and I promised to check in on Riverdale from time to time. Yeah, we said we were going to do a mid-season, and we are currently and in the break of the season. And, you know, I'm not that I far behind. I feel like it's always on, but I mean, also always on be like. I'm, like, one episode behind. I think I, I have maybe, like, three. You forgot something. I'm just going to add it here really fast. Oh, shit. I did forget something very important. I had it in my head. I was going to say it after this. Okay, Susan, why um, don't you say it? So, yeah, yeah look I'll say out it now for, because it is very important. It's very important. Go. The Bachelor is back. Oh, my God. About to watch it right after we get off this call. Me too. Ah! Okay, it's no spoilers because right I'm not guys. watching until tomorrow. Well, Emily we gotta and I, with tomorrow. sometimes special guest Kelly, will be recapping The Bachelor, um, fantasy draft style. So excited! Thank God I don't compete. have to pick Susan's team this time. I've yet to win. <laughs> this, this is your could year. Be my year, probably not, because I have terrible taste in women. It turns out. <laughs> well, I already claimed that really trash fire one, so. And I already claimed the Birmingham one just because I feel like some kind of loyalty <laughs> to that girl. Yeah. <laughs> and Hannah G did good for me last time, so. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's happening. The premiere is tonight as we record this. So by the time Woo-hoo! you hear it, second episode will be about to happen. And there and will already be a recap. There will be turbulence, you know what I mean? Because Wink. ABC Wink. has been using a lot. Of airplane puns. We also did our judgment <laughs> post wink, about wink. all of the women. Um, if you want to go and check out and see how wrong we were or how right. Oh my goodness. The cats are getting fed right now. <gasps> Baby. That's the sound of women going after Peter. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Was that Kelly? I yeah. will say, Emily, this that should make you happy. Today at work, someone was like, are you going to do those Bachelor recaps? <gasps> and I was like, yes. And I didn't even work with this person at any point when we've done them before. And I was like, do you know how happy it makes me that you've read them? That's so <laughs> like, nice. Without me ever telling you about them. <laughs> so happy. They're popular. Nice. They're good. Um, also on the blog right now, I have another installment of Late to the Game, although not too late to the game. <laughs> Um, On time to the game. Like, uh, five minutes late. (laughs) (laughs) Fashionably late to the game. I have a post about Mutazion, which is a relaxing game. Sort of, it's been described as, like, a mutant soap opera. Into it. It's hard to explain. It's really good, though, and I've written about why I liked it so much and how it helped keep me sane over Christmas (laughs) on the blog. 
I, that, I read that post, and that game sounds really fun, and I, like, kind of want to download it. It's fun. I signed up for a free uh, Apple Arcade trial just so I could play it, and I've also really been enjoying Sneaky Sasquatch mm. on Apple Arcade. How much is Apple Arcade? It's $5 a month, oh. and you get a month free. That's nothing. No. Susan? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I wrote a final um, Pod Squad post for 2019 about the last days of August. It's um, a John Ronson joint about the mysterious death of a porn star named August Ames. Uh, I also can say now that I highly recommend his other porn-related audio project, (laughs) The Butterfly Effect, um, about how the internet and this dude that owns Pornhub changed the porn industry and how it's like, it really made people not make very much money and it's sad. Uh, and then you can find that on Audible. <laughs> I will have a post. What's it going to be about? That's one secret Maybe I'll never tell. Maybe the butterfly tell. effect. <laughs> Maybe the butterfly effect. <laughs> Starring Ashton Kutcher. Oh my god. What a great movie. Except about porn. Next up <laughs> on the pod. Oh, that's me again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it and still didn't I click. have to report um, I started this book I just started it and I only have about an hour left <laughs> yeah it's short um, but okay so it's Elevation by Stephen King it's a novella so a good little short one and apparently also in person it's tiny it's like, little it's a little bitty well, it's, so it's Timothy Chalamet in a book yeah <laughs> um I don't know much about it except that it's set in Castle Rock. So, um, yeah, but I think the audiobook is like less than four hours long or something. Yeah. So you can easily do that Tear in sitting. That. What a great way to kick off your year with a tiny it Stephen is. King book. I wanted us to do uh, that other book of his, but when I looked at the page count, I was like, no, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we got here. <laughs> here we Please are. join us for that. I'm excited because I like Stephen King. I just like his shorter writing. I actually think he's some of his best stuff is like novella yeah. length. Yeah, longer than a short story, shorter than a thousand pages. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, on the episode after that, our next other episode, we will be covering a book called a "Bonus book. Remaking" by Clay McLeod Chapman. Um, this is a book. It's a horror book. Um, it's about witches. It's about witches, and it has multiple storylines that all sort of, um, like, tangle up together throughout time or something. Uh, we Emily and I had the pleasure of attending a reading uh, from this book by the author, and it was very entertaining, and we got copies while we were there, and we thought... Uh, we've heard some really great things about this book since, and we thought we should talk about it. So it's right up my alley. Yeah, excited about Honestly. that. Susan will be absent for that episode, as we said, enjoying her. I might just listen to it anyway. Yeah, yeah. but um, we'll maybe I'll write have you a guest. Listener feedback. Yes, please do. Uh, speaking of listener feedback, uh, we really would love it if you gave us some. 
Like, mm-hmm. I know that you saw Little Women. I know yeah. that you have an opinion. I know that you're on my side about Timothy Chalamet. Please <laughs> direct your letters of support for Timothy Chalamet to the squad at booksquadgoals.com. You can also submit it on our feedback form on our website, which is booksquadgoals.com. You can follow us on social media at booksquadgoals on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can leave us comments and questions there too we will read them we will read anything you send us and please you don't have to be dating one of us either yeah i know that it might seem like that's a requirement (laughs) it Um, really probably seems like it lately yeah but you don't you don't have to be um you don't even have to know us at all Mm -hmm. uh and even better (laughs) even better we would really love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, which is where all podcasts are born and go to die. What? (laughs) (laughs) It's the podcast cabbage patch, if you will. Yeah. Um, Please go there. Leave us a rating and review. I know that you hear this on every podcast you listen to, but, like, honestly, like, you don't need to leave a rating and review for, like, I don't know, like, Radio Lab. Like, they have enough. Do it for us instead. We're a small podcast we have no money the least you can do (laughs) is tell us how much you love us we have approximately 25 cents we have 20 dollars in our bank account that i put in there so that there would be some money in it (laughs) um i don't know if we want to tell people that fine emily (laughs) use your discretion okay Please to say we have a bank account. It sounds like we have a business. It's a, it's, it's a business. It's we do have a business. Yet. We'll just expense this. It's fine. Startups. Just some startups take like that. ten to sounds twenty like years to become profitable. Money around. How many years? Listen, ten to twenty years. Oh, what's ten to twenty? <laughs> I was. Just, some startups take that long. That's to how long profitable. it's going to take. Timothy Chalamet is. <laughs> this is not a startup. <laughs> Um, this isn't a God. startup. Are we not boss babes? <laughs> oh my God! Kill me, please kill me. <laughs> Hi, baby. Uh, that's my. I speech. hate that fucking phrase. Me too. Well, let him say. Fuck! Something. I thought we were boss babes this whole time. <laughs> what a beautiful baby! That's what Edward says. Which little woman is Edward? Mm. Amy. Yeah. <laughs> I think Penelope's Amy, too. Which one is P? P is Joe. That's true. I think uh, Petrina is Beth because she's very shy. Okay. Mabel is Amy. I think Mabel might be Beth, too. I think oh. Mabel's Amy. She's like, she cares a lot about her dainty old nose. Oh. <laughs> Which uh, which little woman would hide in the couch all day and come out and play at night? Because that's Cersei. Beth. Beth. All right. Well, Cersei Beth. is Beth. <laughs> well, that's all. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> cool. Wow. All right. <laughs> Yay. Good job, Kim. Thank you.